welcome back to the Move podcast, where we have church leadership conversations with Hugh Osgood. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine too. Yeah, good, good. Any fun, new, weird information? Fun, new, weird information? Yeah. That's a good question, isn't it, really? Do you know, one of the difficulties when you're going through something like we are at the moment with lockdown is that all days tend to end up looking rather the same, don't they? So new and exciting... I'll just have to keep that one hold for the moment, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because like normally I think I keep more in mind of the what day it is. Like, is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? And at the minute, I'm very much more on the numbers. Like, I know it's the 19th, tomorrow's the 20th. Whereas usually I don't have the numbers straight to mind. I always have what day it is. But now all the days are just merging into one. Well, I'm sort of hovering between the two. I forget the numbers. I sometimes forget what day it is as well. <laughs> that might be an age thing, Hugh. I'm not going to oh, lie that. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay, moving swiftly on. No, I'm joking. Um, of course, we're, 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 this is kind of the, the final bit of, of the questions that we had from the, the MOVE conference. Um because obviously we had a lot of different people there. We had people from, you know, prison ministries. We had church leaders. We had senior pastors. We had associate pastors, uh, youth. Um, and we had people who just did various random things for for the church, um, which we like to call ministries. Um, and I think, you know, as you know, you, you run a ministry. You run Caris Communications. I, I have a ministry as well. Um, and I, I think, what w- what should the relationship between the church, in the local church, and the ministry surrounding it be? I think that's a good question. Well, ideally. obviously, ideally, well, the, the word that immediately comes to mind is it should be supportive, but it also needs to be realistic. One of the things that does concern me is that at times... The, the ministry that God gives someone is actually quite big. I mean, if, if I was to talk to you about your ministry, I can see the potential of your ministry being really, really big. And I know sometimes that that can be a challenge in a local church situation because churches are great at dealing with ministries that come out of and actually function within the church, the local church. Sometimes it's harder for them to get a perspective on ministries that are reaching beyond the, their own congregation and to try. And I, I, as a church leader, I've been in that position when I was known as someone who was quite accommodating of people's ministries that went way beyond the local congregation. And it was amazing how many people came and looked me out because they were finding that it wasn't always like that. Sometimes people would think that the message they were getting from their local church was, if it's not serving us, then it shouldn't be serving anybody. Um, and that that was tough. So, yeah, I think uh, the relationship between a ministry and the local church should be supportive. But I think it also needs to be realistic that if the ministry is, is growing perhaps bigger than the local church can manage, then, you know, be glad to have the person in the congregation, but don't feel that you've necessarily got to be the person that's controlling all of their ministerial responsibilities and calling. Sometimes you have to let that go onto a bigger, bigger stage. They can come back and they can talk through the pastoral issues, but yeah, sometimes the ministry is big. But w- what about the other way around? So that that's you know essentially from a church perspective to ministries. But 
I mean, part of the wording of the question that I have here is um, how ministries should help build and equip the church. Um, now, of course, I asked about local church, but I mean, I, should ministries be equipping the, the church as a whole, no matter how big? Is that, is that you know, what, what should their uh, vision for how their ministry fits into the global church or the local church? Well, there's definitely a role for every ministry equipping the church, but there are some ministries that are actually out there reaching the lost. Now, the two then have to go hand in hand. If you look at some of the, the specific ministries listed in Ephesians 4, for example, when it talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, all of those have a responsibility for equipping the saints. So you might be an evangelist and you want to get out there and do all the evangelism, but you've still got a responsibility to be equipping the church. Hmm. But if, if everything's brought back to that, just to equipping the church, then the church isn't going to be making the impact on society that it needs to make. Um, if the only person I'm allowed to give sort of governance advice to is the church, then in some ways I'm not using the fullness of my gift, for example. I you know, it was quite exciting working with the charity commission and realizing that when you're when you're giving gifts, uh, when you're given a gift, it, it may be just to sort of see things in a certain way. That yeah, it can it can be used beyond the congregation and perhaps even beyond the church in the nation. It's equipping is important and it's something that's there, but actually reaching out beyond the church is also part of what ministries should be doing. Sure, sure. Um... I mean, here it says help build and equip. So if you're not, can you be doing a ministry that's, you know, sure, it might not be physically equipping it, but, but it's surely it must church, be yeah. building it. Yeah, I think so. But I do I do want to make it plain that I'm not necessarily thinking that the, the immediate beneficiary needs to be the local yeah, church. Yeah, it might yeah. be the church in its biggest sense and the broadest sense, even the global church really could yeah. even come to that. So, so let's, I mean, you know, because even for uh, for my ministry, which is, you know, uh, you know, filmmaking and all, and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, yes, I, I can see, you know, as you said, it is the scope of it might be wider than, than a local church. But of course, all, all ministries, unless you've got some nice hedge fund, um, it starts a little smaller uh, and it actually starts, you know, in its local and in its rural and in its... Uh, own community um, and I think there's a lot of people who have those ministries who actually have got probably scope for something big but of course you've got to start somewhere um, so how do you see local churches embracing these ministries especially the smaller the lesser known ones I think embracing is good I think sometimes controlling can be difficult so I think that the, ex, respecting the vision of the visionary is something that's really important. I do get concerned when um, you know, the the whole concept of a local church is that there is the senior pastor who is the vision holder, um, and then every other vision has to sort of fit into his vision. Um, I'm not sure that's good. I think that where you've got someone with a vision, um, yeah, you do have to start small. Um, and you start within your, your, the confines of the community where you are. Um, but I, 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 I'm, just, I'm, I'm just really concerned that, that, that what we do is we, we respect the visionary 
that has that vision and and gives room for them to develop it. And I think that's really something. If the local church can do that, I'm really excited. And more and more churches need to be able to do that. And how can they do that? How can they do that? Um, well, a bit of humility from the senior pastor often is a good starting point rather than thinking that he's got to control everything that comes up from within. Um, we are, after all, only under shepherds and Jesus is the great shepherd of the sheep. So, you know, we need to keep that humility. I think that's really important. Uh, it should be there throughout the whole church. I know sometimes when I've tried to build a strong vision for the church, the temptation has been that everything's got to be brought into the house, as some okay, people okay, call hold it. Let, 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 in, instead, paint me the perfect picture. Rather, <laughs> than, rather than correcting, paint me what what it looks like. What is There is a pastor that is full of humility. There is a, a church that is willing. There's, you know, for instance... Uh, a young guy has started up a ministry that's all about debt counselling that he wants to go into further churches and wants to really broaden it out but he's only just starting but he's very skilled and very gifted and anointed with this with this particular area what is the ideal how does this look well if you've got your local pastor on your side then let him do some recommending let him say you know it would be great if you meet this person it would be great if you have them uh, open doors for them in that kind of way um but, you know, sometimes it's important that a ministry learns to open doors themselves. So the two things should be going hand in hand. I certainly think if you're submitted into a good local church with a good local leader, then, you know, let them be opening some doors for you, but also see what doors you can open. Now, it may mean that you've got to come back and talk that through with the pastor and say, look, you know, I've got this contact here. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? But I, I definitely think that if you've got that kind of ministry, what we're talking about here is that, it's, it's not just in one local church, but you've got to be able to get into other situations. I mean, most of my itinerant ministry when I was young, when I was starting off in my 20s, was uh, in, in, in student Christian unions. And I was out doing Christian union meetings every week. And in the autumn, I was out almost every other weekend doing a student weekend and things like that. Um, yeah, and I, I, I in, in the church that I was in initially, obviously, I then moved on and, and planted a church. But but in, in those initial days, I was very open with what I was doing and where I was going. And I was also trying to bring students back into the church that I was going to. So so there was a sense of partnership in, in what I was doing. And that kind of partnership is is important. So I can see that and that, that would be part of my ideal picture, Paul. Yeah, par- par- partnership is what I think it, it is what everyone wants. Like it, you know, even from my perspective, I'd want to partner with churches and just to for it to be a for it to be a mutually beneficial relationship and i think that's key i think you've moved on in your thinking there um we from that point where you're partnering with your local church to partnering with churches sure um, but you have to start somewhere and i absolutely. think that's that's yeah yeah no that's but i mean that's what we're talking about here and i i think what that that transition is probably the hardest part to, to get to that point where you've got an itinerant, so suppose you've got an itinerant teaching ministry. Now, every pastor likes to think that they can teach, and, and so they should, because they've got to be able to minister to their own people. Mm. And so you've got someone else who's got a teaching ministry, and you've got to know when to bring them in and how to do that. And there needs to be an openness. And one of the things that we do find difficult is to find uh, churches very often that have got that openness to that kind of ministry. Oh, they're, they're up for the big name. If you've got a big name and they think that you'll draw a crowd, 
Um, but just bringing people in to speak to your own congregation, sometimes people are a little bit wary about that. Whereas I did learn myself that when I was pastoring a church, that sometimes bringing someone in from outside, even if they said exactly the same thing as you've been saying to the church for the last five months, someone coming in from outside and saying it was the very thing it needed to take the church forward. So I think there's a real uh, sense in which you can be be keen to open the door for other people to come in and bring other voices in from outside. Mm. Okay, here's, here's, here's a, a question that's going going to go a little bit of a different direction. Um, should everyone have a ministry? Yeah, I, it's... Yes, but I, I think that when you start defining it as ministry, it then, it then takes on a sort of life of its own. I think everyone needs to be able to minister in some ways, um, whether that's showing care and... Yeah, I, 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 sometimes we've got this idea, for example, that teaching is always upfront teaching. When it says of elders in the New Testament that they should be apt to teach, it doesn't mean that they need a platform ministry. I think one of the most amazing examples of someone who obviously had a real eldership role in the early church was Aquila. And he and Priscilla worked very closely together. They're the only couple that sometimes are known as Priscilla and Aquila and sometimes as Aquila and Priscilla. But if you look at the way that Aquila and Priscilla operated, they didn't preach in the synagogue. All the time that they were in Ephesus waiting for Paul's return, they didn't preach in the synagogue. But when someone came and preached in the synagogue that needed further instruction, they took him aside and had a one-to-one. And that one-to-one teaching that they did with Apollos transformed Apollos's life and was a huge gift to the church. But they probably wouldn't have said that they got a teaching ministry, but they knew how to teach, even on that kind of situation. So, I, yeah, I do think that every member of the church has got something that they can bring, some kind of ministry that they can exercise. And then some of us have got to develop that up in a particular way. But I'm one of these people who actually is not that enthusiastic about everyone sort of ending up with a sort of specialist role. Um, mm. I quite like the idea of if I invite someone in um, and they minister that, you know, they can actually expound the scripture as well as bring a prophetic word or something like that i i, I like the fact that that god wants us to to grow and expand and be equipped by one another so that we become more well-rounded in our ministries but yeah um but should everyone um how am I, how, how should i put this a lot of people like to start ministries and i'm i i'm almost using that in the word that often looks like a business but it you know it's a ministry you know you, you're suddenly good at something so you start a ministry um what how do i know that i should start a ministry because yeah completely we should all we're all ministers we're all part of that royal priesthood where you are all you know um harvesters and laborers of the field like that that's our that's our job but to actually start something, you know, for instance, you uh, started Caris Communications, which is a ministry that's been going over 10 years. Um, how did you know that you were to start a ministry and not <laughs> just, you know, just to be, you know, Aquila? Uh, well, there's a there's a very interesting question, <laughs> which I will avoid. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you get you get the heart of what I'm saying. I'm not on about, you know, the the. the the, the specifics. No, I know, no, I know. No. I get exactly what you're saying, Paul. Um, I, I think that it did take a lot of heart searching. I, I was not expecting that. I was not expecting 
when I felt the time had come to hand over the church that I'd set up and had been pastoring for a long time. And I just knew it was the right time to hand it on and to make myself more, avi- more available across a whole network of churches. I was already leading a network of churches by that time that, um, yeah, that it was time to move on. And I, I wasn't really expecting to, to, to identify a particular ministry that I would do. Um, but I, I think... Um, I certainly spent a lot of time talking to people about it. Um, I didn't rush into this and say, oh, I've heard from God, I'm going to do this. I, I, I did spend a lot of time talking to people. Is this what I should be doing? Is this viable? Is this necessary at the moment? Is it realistic? Um, I wasn't thinking it in terms of business so much. I was thinking it in terms of viability in a different sense it wasn't will it get the money in it's it it, will it perform a necessary and needed and valuable function in the church at large that's a good Uh, question that that's that's where i was coming from is is this necessary or or would my time be better spent doing something else yeah um and and, and that that was really where i was where i was coming from I, I, will it help really, people? Will it help others? Will yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And and is it is it necessary at this time? And because it, you know, no one wants to be um, just fiddling around just for the sake of it. And and you know, I love the sense of calling that we've really you know God speaks to us and says things. But but when God speaks, we've got a responsibility. Uh, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, which means that actually. If God speaks something to you, you've got a responsibility to weigh it. You've got to make yeah. sure that you, you've understood it. Uh, so many things just get misunderstood. You know, God will say something and, and we haven't even taken the time to say exactly what do you mean by this, Lord? And we just pick up what we think and just run with it. And sometimes it doesn't take us where we ought to go. So, And I also think as well that if you're going to start a ministry, make sure that from day one you've got people who believe in you around you. Uh, well, not just believing you, but believing what you're called to do. Yeah. Um, otherwise, that's not going to work. Um, yeah. Go, go and talk to people and find people that you know are agreeing and actually can affirm what you. Yes. What you're thinking. And will stand by you. I. Yeah. They, they might not have any money, but it's not money that you need particularly. No. Um, what you need is people that that are standing with you, and and there will be times when it's tough. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I, there are times when I, I find it tough and I've been in ministry one way or another or church leadership for well over 50 years. But there, there are times when it's really tough and you need people that you can you can talk to. And, uh, you know, I don't, don't just talk to you online. I talk to you offline as well. <laughs> that, that's sometimes a very different conversation. But you need those kind of kind of things. You just just being out there on your own. It's just me and Jesus is. It's, it's not it's not good. I think that you, you do need support and and the counsel of others around you is is really, really. Is. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really good. Yeah. Well, I think I mean, I think that I don't really know what else to say. I think that really wraps it up. That's a very good. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm just I'm now just dwelling on what you've said, being like, hmm. <laughs> Wise words, yes, very, very oh, well. good. Very, well, very there, good. there is one other thing that I, I would say as well, and and that is that um, seriously, if you want to um, make a difference to the church, then yeah, there's a sense in which you can regard yourself as a resource. I am a resource to the church. 
but actually think about it from the church's point of view. So in other words, it's not here am I, take it or leave it. I am what I am by the grace of God. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. You're meant to be there to serve the church. So think seriously about what the church needs and what you can provide. And it may be that, you know, you need to provide resources in a different way. So it might yeah. not just be you that's the resource, but you could actually provide something that, that, that can be relevant. And, and, and the packaging of your content is important, too, if people are going to be able to receive it and use it. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks very much, Hugh. That's, uh, yeah, everyone at home, I hope that's been uh, eye-opening or, or at least uh, encouraging in some way. Uh, it certainly made me think and certainly I think I'm going to dwell on this for a little while. Um, but I hope you all have an amazing week. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Move Podcast. Uh, till then, have, uh, have an awesome day. God bless. <laughs>